Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'll talk through why changing your eating habits is hard work and then outline the key process for how to overcome the challenge faced with long-term behaviour change. Welcome back to the show today. What a great day it is. I'm excited for the show today, talking about my favourite topic, which is behaviour change, something that's always fascinated me. And the thing with behavior change is that it's both difficult and easy at the same time. You know, I just, I find that once someone's made the change and then they're in the groove of the new behavior, the new behavior feels easy. And so upon reflection of the behavior change, you think, oh, that wasn't so hard. Yet prior to the behavior change, while you're in the thick of it, it feels really hard. And I think so many people give up before they sort of tip over into the point of it feeling easy. And so I want to talk through just a little um, habit that I used to have. And so fun fact about me is that I actually used to drink soft drink pretty regularly. I grew up not drinking soft drink very regularly at all. It was always a special drink and it was an adult drink. So I grew up you know, mum and dad would have soft drink, but we would have water. So it was always this really special thing that we weren't allowed to have. The only time we would have soft drink was special occasions. So, oh, Christmas at Nana's, we would have appetizer or soft drink. I remember one particular evening coming home from ballet, cold and hungry. It was a winter's night and I'd just been at ballet for a couple of hours And we had spaghetti bolognese, garlic bread and Coke for dinner. And it just, oh, I just still, if someone gave me that combination, like a bowl of spaghetti bolognese, hot garlic bread and a glass of Coke, I'd be like, yum. I have a strong food association to that meal. So we would have Coke eventually. By the time we were teenagers, we were drinking it more regularly, you know, when friends had come over or parties and barbecues. And then when I got married and moved out of home, which I did really young, so at 20 years old, all of a sudden this newfound freedom, my husband and I would drink soft drink nearly every day. My husband was having a can of Coke pretty much most days at work. We would have soft drink at dinner and we thought nothing of it. Now, I was actually studying nutrition and I remember being in the refectory (laughs) at the University of Canberra, which was basically the food court, and I was eating beef and black bean and I had a bottle of Coke and there was a, a boy sitting at the table who was hitting on me and he was asking me what I studied and et cetera. And so then I'm like, oh, I'm studying nutrition. And so then he, he looks at me and he's like, should you be drinking that? And I sort of like remember looking at it and thinking, oh, yeah, I guess so. Like, it's so funny. Here I am studying nutrition and I hadn't actually at that point made the connection between what I was learning to what I was actually eating, which is fascinating when I think about that. But over the years in my early 
early 20s and things like that, I started obviously realizing that drinking soft drink every day is not good for me. And so I, I gradually started to try and, and wean it out of my life. And by golly, it was hard because just I wanted a sweet drink at dinner. I was so used to having a sweet drink at dinner. I was so used to, you know, buying it along with my lunch if I bought lunch out or if I went to a restaurant. Oh, it was so, so difficult. And I don't even know the point when I actually permanently changed, but I know right now that I do not drink soft drink every day. And in fact, I would probably only ever drink it once a month, maybe, if that, once every two, three months, because I'm so used to drinking water that that feels normal for me. Sometimes I'll have a sparkling mineral water, just plain, but now soft drink is too sweet for me and I'd actually prefer to drink the the plain the plain stuff, the non-sweet stuff. And it's been like that for years and years, over 10 years. And so I guess what I wanted to explore today is this idea of behavior change and creating new normals. And to just encourage you that it can be done, but to also acknowledge the fact that this stuff is not easy. You know, it, it seems easy because we should just sign up to an, you know, an online program or download a meal plan or, you know, hook ourselves up with a new app. But the the thing we know for sure is that the majority of people find it hard to consistently stick to a healthy eating pattern or the new habit, right, long-term. And the truth is that dietary change is just hard, you know, because at, at its core, long-term dietary change is behavioral change. And so if you started exploring all the reasons why you eat what you eat, you would actually discover that it has nearly everything to do with your daily habits, routines, and core belief systems. And it's this stuff that has to change in order for you to change long-term. So let me give you an example. When I meet a client for the first time and I'm helping them with their nutrition, their life pretty much looks like this. They've got a busy job. They often have a partner who also has a demanding job. They've got lots of commitments outside of work. They are you know, five to 10 kilos overweight or more. They're feeling tired and sluggish. They want to lose weight and be more active, but they struggle to stick to diets. And then they find they're overeating in the afternoons and evenings. Sweets, you know, feel like they're addicted to sugar. They want crackers and cheese and wine, right? And so when I conduct a dietary history with this person, I often discover that they're either not eating breakfast or they're not eating very much throughout the day. Um, and, and let's just go with the breakfast example for this analogy. But they just, you know, they either grab a coffee or something really small um, or maybe they're grabbing multiple coffees throughout the day, but they're basically getting by on not very much food. Because they're weight conscious, it's easier to just not eat throughout the day than to make a food decision. Because if you are weight conscious, you're like, oh, what, what should I be eating to lose weight? And obviously there's so much information out there that we often fail to make a decision at all and just do nothing or just do the default, right? So we, we fail to change. But then what happens is, is by 4 p.m. in the afternoon or close to dinner, you're starving, right? You're tired, you're over it. You just grab whatever food you can find because you don't care anymore. After dinner, you know, there's chores to be done, emails to write and Netflix to watch. You know, maybe your partner's eating ice cream on the couch. Hey, you may as well have a bowl along with them. Away you go. So the thing is, if this person, if I can get this person to include more healthy, minimally processed foods into their day, 
I know for a fact that it'll help them better manage their appetite and get in control of those afternoon and evening snacks, right? But that behavior change, to actually change that behavior, it's all well and good for me to go, hey, you just need to eat more throughout the day, you know, eat more whole foods. Boom, Bob's your uncle. That behavior change is super challenging. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, right? Let's just say um, there's sort of four key ways that they can improve this this problem. One is that they can eat a filling breakfast. Two is that they can include more protein and vegetables at lunch. Three is that they could plan to have a healthy, satisfying snack in the afternoon. And four, they can reduce the availability of things to snack on after dinner in the evening. Now, because I like to focus on one habit at a time with my clients is I just encourage them to, let's just pick one of these. So that way they're not getting overwhelmed with trying to change their whole day because that's a lot to change. And and two, they can just put all of their efforts into actually overcoming the challenges that come with the change, right? Now, most people after this session are like, yes, this makes so much sense, Kate. So much sense. I'm going to change one thing at a time. I'm going to like get to the bottom of my problems. I'm going to be a critical thinker with my food. Yes, Kate, love this. They leave my office feeling pumped, you know, and I'm a pretty fun inspiring nutritionist, let's be honest, right? And they're going to nail breakfast this week. That's the goal that they've decided to focus on. Their motivation is high. All right. So they set their alarm and the next morning rolls around. The alarm goes off. Oh, they've had a really bad sleep. They've had lots on their mind. They feel tired. And so they snooze the alarm multiple times before getting out of bed. They shower, get dressed, you know, fix their hair, blah, blah, blah. Ah, crap. Now it's 7.50 AM. If they don't leave now, right? The traffic will be unbearable. No time for breakfast today. Dang it. I'll try again tomorrow. Next morning rolls around. The alarm is snoozed multiple times. Another bad sleep. Far out. I'm bad if I don't get enough sleep. So they shower, get dressed, do the hair. 7.40. Oh yes, I've got 10 minutes to make breakfast. And then they're like, dang it. Where's the, the list of breakfast options that Kate gave me? oh, I don't want to get it wrong and I have to get breakfast perfect and I didn't go shopping. Oh, what's the point of having breakfast if I'm not actually doing it properly? Oh, I just won't worry about it. I'll try again tomorrow. Next morning rolls around. Oh, they roll over, well rested and stretch. Oh, what a sleep. Look at the clock, 7.30. WTF, right? The alarm has not gone off, right? You shower, dress, you know, it's two minute messy bun time. Now you definitely don't have time for breakfast. It's too hard. And in fact, you know what? This whole breakfasting is too hard. I don't have time for breakfast. You know, they, they Google, I don't have time for breakfast and find some bullshit article on fasting in the mornings. Oh, maybe I should try fasting. Like maybe that's, you know, what I need to do. And so then, you know, because they continue to skip breakfast, they continue to struggle with nighttime snacking and overeating. It's all just too hard. We catch up again for our next session and they're like, I can't eat breakfast. I just can't. I've decided to fast. Now, I'm empathetic, non-judgmental and encouraging, right? 100% I get it. However, I do want to challenge your thinking and I want to challenge you to think about the word can't. And this is what I'd say if you said you couldn't do something that you knew was healthy for you. Is it that you can't or did you just Think about doing a new healthy behavior, but not actually do anything different to make it happen. Because you see, guys, if you want to change your eating habits, you're going to have to change some other habits around that as well. 
And so for the breakfast behaviour to become a reality for, you know, this particular person, they might need to wake up earlier. They might need to prep their breakfast the night before. Maybe they need to start work later or get to work earlier and eat breakfast at work before they start. It doesn't actually matter. Regardless of the solution they choose, There's there's got to be an element of taking action, taking some new steps in order for the new behavior of eating breakfast to become a reality and start to suit your life. Just thinking about breakfast and, and doing the same routine of snoozing the alarm and jumping out of bed and hoping for the best will just frustrate the crap out of you. You've got to start to actually really clearly articulate the behavior and take some steps to do it. So how do we get off autopilot and actually make some changes? Well, there are five key steps to making new healthy behaviors stick. The first one is clearly articulate what the new behavior is. And that's not just I'm eating breakfast. It is I'm waking up early to eat this breakfast, right? Wheat bix with milk and a little drizzle of honey or eggs on toast with a little bit of um, avocado or muesli and yogurt that I'm going to put in the fridge overnight, right, and eat when I get to work. Whatever it is, you need to clearly articulate in detail what the new behaviour is. Then the second thing you're going to do is then write out all the steps that need to happen to make that new behaviour a reality. Plan what breakfast is. Write a shopping list. Go shopping. Prep in advance. Pre-portion out muesli. Set alarm earlier, etc., etc. Whatever it is, you need to outline the steps. Make it really simple and easy for you to follow so you can start to action it and, and take control of the situation so that your new behavior can become a reality. The third step is, is then practice those steps. One, to iron out the kinks because you're not going to get it perfect first go and that's okay. Iron out the kinks, figure out what's working for you, what's not working for you. Um, But then you want to become, just repeat the steps, become familiar with your new routine. Hence why you don't want to change everything all at once because this will be a huge mental load, right? You just want to do it for one small element of your day. Step four is don't forget the trial and error. And I mentioned this in step three, we're like ironing out the kinks, but trial and error, what you're eating, trial and error when you wake up, trial and error eating at work or eating at home or having a smoothie in the car, whatever it is, trial and error it. Also be open to the fact that you might need different strategies for different days. You might have an early meeting one day, which will throw your routine out. So what are you going to do on that day compared to say the weekend when you're a little bit more relaxed and you've got more time compared to just your regular work routine? Lastly, step number five is make sure that the nutrition advice that you're following is realistic for you, right? If it's too restrictive or you're left feeling hungry or it's too much prep for you or it's not the right amount of energy, it you will struggle to make that a new behavior because it's genuinely not the right thing for you to be doing. And the best advice to get is from a qualified person because they're not going to put their own personal bias onto the advice that, well, they shouldn't be. They should genuinely be looking at what is right for the person that's in front of me, regardless of how I eat as an individual that never affects my recommendation that I would make for a client. I always want what's best for them. So look 
my mission really with my online program is to teach people how to consistently eat well by building habits and routines. So I encourage you today, I want you to just pick one small behavior and follow the five steps to really break that behavior down into smaller achievable chunks and see what kind of traction you can get on that behavior. And if you do need help, definitely reach out to me or my team. We are here for you. Otherwise, have a fabulous day and we'll catch you in the next episode. I know so many people that are frustrated by the fact that healthy eating is really hard to stick to, especially if they've spent so many years trying diet after diet and meal plan after meal plan. And I've just found, you know, after 16 years as a nutritionist, that at the end of the day, I believe that healthy eating is a skill. And so I created a unique program that helps people develop the skill of healthy eating. It combines micro learning, support, behavior change principles, right at your fingertips. And so instead of sticking to a diet, you are encouraged to change your behavior one habit at a time, as well as also delivering you heaps of achievable, practical nutrition advice, lots of recipes, food inspiration, things like that. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Well, that's it for the show today. If you're liking what you're hearing, give me a review, leave some five stars there. I would super love that. Share this podcast with a friend and we'll see you next time.